Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Yes, I'm sure if given the opportunity, many Albertans would uh, surely give equalization the red card. That's a soccer reference. And by the way, it's the name of a book we're going to be talking about later on. Uh, but equalization, look, that's a dirty word in Alberta, clearly. And it's a, a constant source of frustration for Albertans. Maybe not so much that we don't get it. I don't think people in Alberta are looking for a handout from Ottawa. But just the appreciation, damn it. I mean, we are carrying the freight of the country here. You know, the provinces appreciate the equalization that you receive. Well, maybe you should appreciate the engine that drives it all. And that's, I think, to me anyway, the biggest issue is that, uh, you know, certain corners of the country should be careful what they wish for. Because uh, knocking Albert down a few notches might score you some political points. But in the long run, it's going to be bad news uh, financially and economically for this country. Now, the reason why equalization is back in the news is that the current equalization formula has suddenly been and very quietly been renewed for another five years. Now, that seemed to catch everybody off guard. There was some some talk that maybe this could be uh, opened up to negotiation. Uh, the premier of Saskatchewan, for example, had proposed a, a different kind of formula that would have emphasized uh, per capita funding uh, a lot more than the current formula does. But just the fact that it, it was locked in with, with little or no consultation. I mean, even if you think the formula is more or less okay as it is, that, that seemed a, a little sudden and, and somewhat inappropriate. Why, why do it so quietly? Uh, among those expressing their frustration today is uh, the man looking to be the next premier of Alberta. Jason Kenney is leader of the United Conservative Party, and he joins us uh, on the line today. Mr. Kenney, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good to be here. Okay, so what's your understanding of what happened here then? Well, we were supposed to be renegotiating equalization with the federal government next spring, but um, they, they suddenly pulled a fast one on the provinces and jammed it through yesterday, apparently without telling anybody. Now, this is a huge federal-provincial program. It transfers about $19 billion a year, uh, supposedly from have provinces to so-called have-not provinces. It usually ma- ma- means um, uh, the, the, the biggest transfer, though, is effectively from Alberta taxpayers... Uh, to Quebec, the government of Quebec. Um, and our point is is that we need a new uh, uh, process that um, recognizes Alberta's been through a deep recession, that other parts of the country have not supported the resource industry that generates the equalization wealth in the first place. So we were pushing for a strategy to fight back. Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan demanded, re, uh, came forward with a sensible idea about equalization reform on Wednesday. And then we learned on Thursday evening, the federal government has locked the changes in through to the year uh, 2025 for, for, the, for the next five or six years. Yeah. Now, and just so we're clear, I mean, the, the, the formula hasn't changed, though. I mean, this is still the same formula that we had uh, when, when you were in the federal government. 
That's correct. The problem is, since the last formula was developed uh, five years ago, first of all, that was done in consultation with the provinces. Uh, what, What the feds have just done is without consultation, even though it's clear that provinces were demanding changes. I mean, the government of Saskatchewan coming forward with with, uh, demands for changes. Uh, Newfoundland has 14% unemployment, but they actually get nothing from equalization. You obviously have a prospective next Alberta government and the United Conservative Party demanding big changes. Uh, Doug Ford coming into Ontario talking about it. So they knew there were these demands for for reform of the formula, but they wouldn't consult with the provinces. And I would also point out that five years ago, when this uh, current formula was established, uh, Alberta was in the boom times, and uh, we didn't have other provinces working against our energy industry that pays the freight through equalization. Those things have since changed, and we think the equalization formula should reflect that. But doesn't it speak to to what Alberta's real priorities are, namely getting pipelines built? Shouldn't that be the, the top priority of the federal government? Well, that's just it. Uh, you know, we had politicians in, in Quebec uh, uh, militating against the Energy East pipeline. We had a Quebec-based prime minister uh, who basically killed the Energy East pipeline proposal um, by getting the National Energy Board to regulate the proposed lot of existence. And here's my point. Uh, if, if, if politicians in Quebec or other parts of the country uh, want to benefit from our energy wealth through equalization then they should be supporting our efforts uh, to get a fair price for our our oil and gas and uh, to displace foreign oil imports. And, you know, Quebec just last week uh, announced a ban on fracking for oil and gas. They actually, this means that um, they get uh, a benefit from not developing the industry because if if they had energy revenues coming from oil and gas, which they do have under their ground, you know, in, in their province, uh, that would reduce their equalization take. So the current formula is a uh, perverse incentive for resource development. They can benefit from our fracking um, and benefit even more by not fracking themselves. This is a perverse incentive. We should stop this in the formula. Now, look, I mean, if we wanted Ottawa to, to take less from us and, and from everyone else, for that matter, I mean, we could push for lower federal tax, rate, uh, tax rates. Um, we could also push Ottawa to send more to Alberta via, via other social transfers. What, what kind of an outcome do you foresee for Alberta, though, in, in, through equalization? Are you, you looking for Alberta to be on the receiving end of equalization? No, I don't think that's ever going to be realistic, but I would like for Alberta taxpayers uh, not to have to pay the overwhelming share of the freight. Basically, um, all of the academic studies agree that Alberta contributes on average $20 billion net to the rest of the Federation through equalization and other uh, transfers. Now, it is true that we have higher than average incomes and then therefore pay higher than average federal taxes. Uh, But uh, the the reality is that, that even in this long recession, you had unemployed Albertans through their federal taxes like GST, effectively subsidizing public services in Quebec, where we had 9% unemployment and they had 5% unemployment. We had a long recession. They had sustained growth. We have a big deficit. They've had a long uh, multi-year surplus. So there, there's this, like I mentioned, Newfoundland with 14% unemployment gets nothing, but Quebec with 5% unemployment gets uh, two-thirds of the equalization dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the formula is now increasingly 
uh, broken, I would, I, I believe. And, 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 and Premier Mo came forward from Saskatchewan with a reasonable proposal the other day to split equalization in two and have half of the current $19 billion pot uh, distributed equally on a per capita basis. That way, Alberta would at least to get a billion dollars out of it, it would reduce our net contribution pretty significantly. Because, well, yeah, I mean, even if, if Ottawa were to slash the amount of equalization Quebec was getting, it wouldn't necessarily mean that, that any more would be coming here or that any less would be taken from us in the first place. Well, based on the, um, it would mean less. If you were to shrink the uh, equalization pool of $19 billion, uh, that would, you know, hopefully we would, we would demand that that be reflected in lower federal taxes. That's less money out of the pockets of Alberta. And secondly, uh, the government of Saskatchewan suggested this week a new model where uh, there would be an, uh, 50% of the equalization pot would be distributed on an equal per capita basis. So we'd be getting at least a billion dollars a year where right now we're, we get zero. Right. So, but, but lower federal taxes could achieve much of what it is we are trying to sure. achieve here, right? Sure. Um, you've uh, suggested the possibility of a referendum, though, on this issue. What, what would that try to reflect, or what, what kind of question do you think we need to ask Albertans? Well, this is based on a decision of the Supreme Court 20 years ago uh, on the Quebec secession reference. They said if a province holds a referendum on a constitutional amendment with a clear question and a clear majority voting in favor it imposes a, an obligation on the feds to negotiate that with the province in good faith. So what I'm saying is that the feds won't guarantee us the actual construction of a pipeline, not just the ownership of one, but the actual construction of one, uh, to the coast. And if they insist on imposing their federal carbon tax on us and they won't negotiate equalization, then I would do what Quebec political leaders would do in this circumstance and hold a referendum, force the feds to the table. doesn't guarantee a particular outcome, but what it does is to show some political muscle, some leverage. It puts that issue of uh, the way we are treated unfairly in the federation to the top of the national agenda. So that, that's one idea that uh, uh, we would pursue. Now, this week, we've uh, seen the premier d- describe this system as disadvantaging Alberta. The uh, finance minister, Joe Sisi, says equalization has not worked for Alberta. What do you make of, uh, of the position they've staked out on this? Well, look, I, that's kind of a half-hearted critique, but they've only come to reluctantly. Back in November, uh, the United Conservative Caucus proposed a motion in Alberta's legislature to uh, ask for a strategy uh, for equal and fight for equalization reform. The NDP killed that motion, and the Premier afterwards said that she, quotes, wasn't going to take any lessons from the United Conservatives on equalization. Joe Sisi, her finance minister, uh, has said that he's, quotes, agnostic about equalization. They've done nothing to demand reform. In fact, yesterday's decision by the Trudeau government to jam this uh, backdoor uh, extension of the formula through for the next five years was... done apparently without the knowledge or consent of the Alberta government. I think this is a reflection of the failed NDP strategy to mer- to have a, an alliance, virtually a marriage with the Trudeau Liberals on everything. Our Premier will not criticize 
Prime Minister Trudeau on his veto of Northern Gateway, his killing of Energy East, his Bill C-69 that makes a future pipeline almost impossible, his Bill C-48 block of uh, a ban on uh, BC uh, oil tankers, uh, his refusal to use leverage against the Horgan government on Trans Mountain. So, you know, she's created this very close alliance with Justin Trudeau, and what it just got us was five more years of equalization unfairness, which basically means over those five years we'll be sending an estimated $120 billion net to the rest of the Federation. All right. Well, Jason Kenney, appreciate you making some time for us. Thanks for uh, joining us here. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. There you go. That is uh, Jason Kenney, leader of the United Conservative Party. Uh, his thoughts on equalization. 974-8255. I'm curious uh, your thoughts on equalization. Well, I, I think I kind of know. Uh, but look, I mean, I, should this be the biggest priority right now? I, I think there are other things the federal government could do that would help out Alberta, like getting a pipeline built, like addressing Canada's tax competitiveness. Maybe those should be the immediate priorities. I mean, equalization is one program that exists that transfers uh, money to provinces. There are others. I mean, if we wanted more from Ottawa, as you know, I suggested to, to Jason Kenney, well, let's just ask for more on, on a different program. I don't think we want more from Ottawa. If we want Ottawa to take less, then that gets back to the whole tax issue. Let's push the federal government to lower taxes. Then they'd be taking less from Alberta in the first place. And that would probably uh, be of benefit to not just Alberta's economy, but the national economy. So I don't know what we're hoping to accomplish through equalization or why it should be a priority. Look, it's a lot of money that Ottawa spends. If you want a leaner federal government, well, then you should elect a different federal government. Unfortunately, the one we had before this one uh, dealt with equalization the same way. It's the same formula that existed uh, when, when the Harper government was in power. And it's true, Alberta went through some tough times, but you know what I mean? It's a testament to how strong our economy is, that we were still, despite it all, the strongest economy in the country. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.